Maybe. Yes, sir! All right, ladies and gentlemen, YSO Podcast. Here is part two of the guys' recent recap of their trip to Bandon Dunes, the so-called rest of the story. Hope you enjoy. It was over pretty early in terms of the winner of the match at Bandon Dunes. JM uh, took me to task five and four. I think you were. Uh, I think he had me down maybe at least five with six to play or something like that. I lost count after a while. It's hard to keep track. Tell us about the finishing stretch, uh, number 12, kind of a glorious par three uh, that I call the brochure hole. That was the hole that was done first at Bandon Dunes, and they started taking pictures of it to send it out in brochures to get people excited about coming and playing. But um, I think that, hands down, everybody agreed that number 16 was our favorite hole of the whole trip. Who wants to take 16? Tim, I don't know if you want to take that since you I, probably still have a little PTSD. Yeah, I'm still not over it exactly. Um, I hit. Describe the hole. Describe the hole for the folks. You got the ocean off on the right. You can see the green. The wind. The wind was with us. Short right? par. Short par. Four. Wind was with us. Short, short par four. four. Um, I think the smart play would have been to hit a, a you know, your three wood, um, but I didn't have a three wood, and I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna hit a drive, and I crushed it. I felt so good about that ball. That ball was supposed to be on the green, except for that little fucking bunker. <laughs> that, the smallest pot bunker you'll ever see. It was is, the smallest was bunker the whole time that we yeah. ever saw. Like, yeah. I may have ever seen in my entire life. And my ball found it. For those of you who are curious about visuals, go to Jonathan W. Teal on Instagram, and you can see the three-part series that is Tim and the Pot Bunker on 16. Yeah, I, then I, I, had, I had a couple of... Str- I first one hit the lip, second one hit the lip. I finally on the third one got smart and kind of went out more sideways instead of trying to tackle that stupid lip. Um, finally got it out. I lying four close to the green when I should have been one on the green was extremely frustrating. Fortunately, again, had had those spectacular views that just kind of makes you remember, you know what, whatever. I'm I'm on the golf course in one of the most beautiful places in the world. So whatever. Yeah, and, and this created a lot of drama in Tim and I's match because he was like four up at one point. And it's like, hey, like I'm getting my butt kicked. I had a terrible front nine. Tim was playing great on the front nine. Gave you a little and bit then, of hope. And there was a little bit of an opening there. And, and I got it all the way back. I was one down going into 18. So there was the possibility of a have there. So there was a little bit of drama with our match there, uh, despite you know John Mark closing you I out mean, five holes earlier. Four sixteen, 16, so. right? I finished it up at 13. Five and four was the, uh, was the tally. I will say that the the only issue of my whole trip with my man Tommy Thompson, I know Tommy's listening, is that he had me hit three iron down the left side of 16, uh, play it safe, if you will, trying to give me the best chance of of making a four. And being the dutiful Boy Scout that I am, pulled three iron, hit it exactly where he said, had a great angle in for my second. But instant regret of not pulling driver and trying to, to hit it. Again, as a short hitter, he probably had the right club, honestly, to hit, have me hit the three iron to the left. But I went in and hit a second ball just so I could get the, get the thrill of hitting it uh, in that short par four. But probably the one, re- one regret, and one time I should have backed Tommy down and said, where, look. Where, where'd that second ball end up? Second ball ended up just short of the green. 
just short of the green. So uh, probably should have, but there was no pressure. It was a second ball. Who cares? One time I should have backed Tommy off and said, hey, we're going to go ahead and hit driver here. I didn't uh, didn't come 3,000 miles to hit three iron. I think I think Bandon Dunes, as time goes by, I think it's going to keep creeping up my list. It just might get up there to number two. I think the result plays a lot into it. It, for was, you, a fun, so. it was a fun course. It was a very natural course. You could tell they didn't like over engineer it. It was just a. It was the most spread out course. You could tell that that's the first one because they used a lot of land. Like yeah. the rest of them are kind of tight. That's a good I, call. They're all yeah. pushed together. Like this one's spread out. Well, and I, I feel like Bandon Dunes, wherever, however you want to rank them, I know we're going to probably get to that later, but um, Bandon Dunes is, is probably gives you the best glimpse of what that property can do for you for golf as opposed to old Mac kind of has this niche sheep ranch has it there. The other ones are kind of more niche to me. Um, and band and dunes kind of is the most well-rounded. And if you only could play one to me, band and dunes is the one that you play because it gives you a little bit of a sense of yeah, it's everything the that the property yeah. has to offer. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to disagree with that. That's all right. You're wrong. Yep. We'll get there. Well, let's go. Let's go to dinner. Well, I guess let's recap the score after day two of golf, right? Day three of the trip, but day two of golf. Well, we're we're behind, J. Till. After day two, we are behind six to four. Yeah. I think at that point, uh, point system based on match winnings. Uh, not feeling great about it at that point. We know we have a big opportunity the next day, so we think to um to square things up but uh take us to dinner keith obviously we've already talked a little bit about your um displeasure with how long dinners took we didn't even uh get to the fourth or fifth course on uh on friday night no we drank we drank dessert uh that night so uh, tim picked us a, a great little bottle the Farniente. Yeah, hmm. Farniente. Good stuff there. So Two bottles. Uh, decide, and ordered the first one, said go ahead and bring a second one because I knew how long it would take. So, right, <laughs> that's, that's essentially what happened there. But we had some great steaks, though. The steaks oh, were yeah, great, steaks right? So, I mean, yeah, it, it was the food is great. Like, don't get me wrong. So, it just, you got to wait a minute for it to come out. So, good yeah, no, no dessert. We did We just, we bypassed it and said, meh. We did not even three apps, didn't we? Something like that. Who can keep track? The charcuterie? Well, Charcuterie board was great. Well, we we and we glossed over um, one of my favorite moments. We were sitting out on those chairs. Oh, good call. We went into dinner. Yeah, right before dinner. And right. we Sunset. were sitting. Out, we all we went to the bar. We we all got a cocktail, and we were sitting on those chairs, looking out over Bannon Dunes, over watching the sunset. The sun mostly had set at that point, so we didn't necessarily see the sunset per se. But it's nice and cool. It was a. One of those moments in the whole trip where everything was just kind of perfect. Yeah, yeah, we have great sunsets here in Oklahoma, but that one was that was awesome. That was that next was level. Nice. No, I agree. Hanging out in the Adirondack chairs before I we went into dinner, having a cocktail, watching the sunset. That it was, was it. Was, honestly, it was kind of nice to just be peaceful for a minute before Keith's, you know, barrage of uh, <laughs> service-related concerns. Well, I think I think that's a, you know, it was a very zen moment because I think, you know, Jonathan was very revealing there, and I, th- I think he had revealed some insecurities about having a small chin, and so we definitely had a lot of fun <laughs> with that. Because right? we so, he, he was rocking the stash, right? Sarah makes him rock the, the ugly stash whenever he goes out of town, and, uh, and, and he, he opened up to us, man, and really, really Ladies kind of, hate it. The guys know, love it. Just, just was super vulnerable in that moment and talked about, you know, not not feeling so great about his small chin, which I, I never noticed until that point, but I'll never not notice it now. So you can't can't unbreak that glass. 
Well, you know, what can I say? Uh, genetics are, uh, are undefeated. And the small chin, I had uncovered it from a massive beard the week before. And uh, all it took was one of George's old-fashioned. George, great bartender there at the Forge. Um, enjoyed that old-fashioned, the sunset. And, and, and need I say more about uh, small chins, strong hearts. Hey, yeah. back to uh, general advice uh, for listeners. And that was also the f- first chance I had to take my shoes off and while we were sitting there and relaxing a little oh. bit. Um, you, I learned this lesson the hard way. You absolutely need to change your socks. Change socks between rounds. Between rounds. Huge. If you don't, your feet come out like blisters. Like- it, they're torn up. Um, yeah, when you're walking, walking that much, when you're walking 36 holes, you might not think it because you, you're not carrying your own bag or whatever, but... Uh, it's still you're covering a lot, a lot of yards. Yeah, we averaged 16 miles a day whenever we did 36. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Damn. just over 16 miles. I think it was like 16.2 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of walking. That's a lot of shanks back a lot and forth of, across the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it probably should have been 15 miles, right? So I, I made it 16. So <laughs> no arguments there. So well, let's, let's take us to the final day, Jay Till. So day four, day three of golf, early wake up call here. So we got a super early, super early for us. Tea time at Pacific Dunes, probably the best weather day of the entire trip. I think, though, right? You you gotta. I think for anybody, um, that experience has to be one in three days out of the entire year that you get. It was it was incredible. No wind yeah. at Pacific Dunes, and you've got and and it's so still that instead of the ocean like blowing the clouds over you or whatever, like they were set. Next to foggy the setting, super cool. Look it was yeah. it honestly. It felt like we were on a floating island island of land in the clouds. It did. It wasn't good for pictures, but Brothers to be there, yeah, to be there, <laughs> to be there in print. That was great. Yeah, deep cut. Um, <laughs> it wasn't great for pictures. Whenever I went back and looked at my pics of Pack Dunes, but to be there in person in that moment, it was super cool. Like it, that the the fog did not translate into the photos. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, you think of Pacific Dunes being the number what number two we decided public golf course in the entire country. I don't and, know if we decided that, but somebody did, right? Well, somebody did. Uh, we landed on. A uh, little disappointing that it was so foggy, but at the same time, the experience was unbelievable. Totally different than anything else that we got. I think the experience of Pacific Dunes was also aided by the clutch decision of our man Turbo from moving us up to the gold tees. Tim, talk about the uh, the idea there, and uh, it paid off big time. Yeah, Pacific Dunes is also known to be really hard and difficult, right? And um, we are not scratch golfers, and so why 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 walk away from there being frustrated when all you got to do is play up a little bit and probably have a way better time. And I think that's exactly what we experienced. We we played the tees that were appropriate for our skill level, and I think we walked away from there having a, a much better time than what we would have otherwise. The best part of that was I was totally ribbing you guys the whole time for playing <laughs> up, up. And then I rocked one about uh, 20 yards off the box. Yeah, yeah. On, on, on hole one. Right, yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you were topping everything to start off that round, so it took you a minute to, to warm up. You know, the second best thing of that was our caddies forgetting which tee we were playing from, and they kept walking to the wrong tee box yeah. and stuff. And, and then they would have to remind one another, like, hey, Tommy, Tommy, come back this way. So, Jimmy, Jimmy, wrong tee, wrong tee. They have to come back this way. So uh, we, we threw them for a loop as well, given uh, what we'd played the first two days. So, yeah. Uh, that well, was, after you dropped the opening birdie on us, hitting it to about four feet, I was questioning uh, maybe we shouldn't have played the, uh, the, the one-up tee but overall, I think it was a great choice. I think everybody was 
obviously at that point, probably getting a little bit gassed, even though it was the morning and, uh, gold tea served as well, both in the morning and the afternoon. Um, we had this debate, Tim, you wanted to know what a pot bunker was versus a blowout bunker. And then we found something else called a cavernous bunker on the trip. You, we talked about pot bunker on 16 at band and you found one of those. I was in an absolute death cavern bunker off number three at pack dunes. I was, I couldn't believe I got out of there alive. Uh, Keith, you got some, some great footage of that. Can I walk us through what you guys thought of the, the bunkering at Pacific dunes, probably the most penal. I know you love that word, uh, <laughs> of the courses. If you found yourself in a bad spot at pack dunes, uh, you paid for it dearly. Yeah. I know that there was one bunker in particular. Um, I can't tell you what hole it was now. Um, but I hit it. It was a bunker on the back left side of the green. I went over there to hit. Um, it it barely had enough sand. Parts of it, like there was bare rock. I mean, yeah. those those bunkers on all different levels were penal uh, and were going to eat your lunch. If you you needed to, you need to avoid getting in the bunkers at Pacific Dunes. Like it's what you think else. of whenever you see it in the British Open. Courses, yeah, right? Think, so you think about the Open Championship, watching it on TV, and you see those guys crawl down in there. It's like, how the hell are they going to get out of this bunker? So, yeah, that's it's that style. I mean, yeah, it's legit. No, no it's rakes real. involved on some of those. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The wind like just sweeps the sand out of there, and some it blows sand into it, makes the bunker bigger. Some like you experienced having the kind of hard pan lie. Um, but yeah, number three, I'll remember that for a while. It's like I when you have to ask the caddy who has to gets to, has to rake the bunker after you're in there. I said, where do you want me to go into this thing? I mean, that's when you know it's a huge bunker where you're asking where to crawl into the damn thing, too. Um, what were some of your favorite holes from Pack Dunes? I know that having to hit over that kind of sand monster from Star Wars on number nine was was, was pretty awesome. Um, thoughts from Pack Dunes in terms of favorite holes, the ones that you remember the most? I mean, all the uh, ocean holes are phenomenal. Um, again, probably like many of the holes, they all run together. Um, Pack Dunes was just a great course. The The tough thing for us was the marine layer hadn't blown off. Right. And so you felt very, there's a mystic sense to the whole course that day. Um, and, you know, there's just fog kind of coming in and coming out. Yeah, the aiming points were um, tough because of the fog. We had to have the caddies, you know, run ahead and, like, wave a towel um, out in the middle of the fairway so we could, you know. Brave soul. Yeah, uh, brave Jimmy soul. Johnson, brave yeah. soul. So well, he, he, stood, he, he stood in the middle of the fairway, so he was probably pretty secure. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> was it, what, what hole was that? Was it, I think it was I think it was 13 was the one where he had to get all the way out there for us to have an aiming point. Yeah. That was a, and that was a great like over a canyon. Like you're the T box into the fairway. Huge crevasse. Is like a huge, yeah. huge crevasse. Good use of the word there. And and you can see him off faintly into the distance distance. Uh, and just thinking like, I hope I don't hit this guy. Cause I'm, I may, may kill him here. And, yeah. and I didn't. So, cause he was in the middle of the fairway, as you said. So. <laughs> um, another memory that I had from pack dunes, I think it was, I think it was 14 T the par three, you could stand up there, and even though it was foggy, you could obviously know where the ocean's at because you could hear. And I, here's the other thing that I felt like an idiot in my own head thinking about. You know, in my head, the cliffs above all those courses are just kind of like, you know, however far up, 40 feet up, and they're all flat. 
the cliffs at Pack Dunes were so much higher than the ones at Sheep Ranch. Like that was way down there. Even in Bandon Dunes, the same way. I in my head, it was like there was just this flat line of cliffs over all these golf courses. But the elevation change up the coast was huge, and that was one of the coolest things to me. Is to really at Sheep Ranch, uh, Old Mac, and Pack Dunes. No matter where you were at, you could hear the ocean the whole time. And standing up on that. 14th tee, you could look down at 13, you could kind of see all of Old Mac off to your left, and then looking down to what it was an awesome green on number 14, another one of my favorite spots on property, Rivals number 7 at Old Mac in my mind. Um, was it that, was 9 the blind shot, the blind tee box? 9 was, uh, yeah, the one where you had to hit over the, like the mat, like massive, massive sand dune, right. where you had to, It's it was a lot like number 3 at Old Mac, except it, instead of this the ghost tree and kind of a long ridge you were hitting over this massive sand dude that if you didn't, Tim, I'm looking at you, this is podcast. You can't see where I'm looking right now, but Tim didn't, didn't make it over the dune on number nine and had a, had a little trouble hacking up a couple of times. That's right. (laughs) I remember now it took me a, it took took a couple, multiple shots, couple shots to, to get over that ridge, get back to dry land. Yeah, that thing was a bear. So there's no doubt it was another one of those. And number nine was one of the great back offs of the trip. You you backed off Tommy Thompson and said, "No, I'm gonna hit the 52 degree here and hit yeah, one of the shots of the take. tournament." That was my best round. Yeah, yeah, I played I played really well that morning. Knocked it into yeah. about six feet, made a birdie. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah, great. What about number seventeen? Par three. We again we played in the gold tees, but. Maybe the caddies were trying to make us feel good. They said that's the only time that they had seen a foursome all hit the green on 17 at Pack Dunes. It was pretty wild, yeah. I mean, to see all of us actually hit really good shots there was uh, was an uncommon theme throughout the entire three and a half days of golf. I, I would I would agree with that. So, uh, but it might have been a little ego padding. But either way, we all we all hit it on the green, right? Yeah, so, that was a great yeah, hole. Yeah. yeah, I think I I I made my putt for birdie, but uh, I'm trying to think that. Did you as well, Tim? JM missed. JM. I didn't. I didn't. Hit, I parted. I, I okay. two butted. Right. I think we played the hole in one under. Nice. Do you think there's a day where we all go golfing and in like we that's the expectations that we're all on greens and regulation par threes like we're all hitting it. Well, that's the expectation now. We just never do it. So <laughs> that's why I'm angry all the time. So. Someday, Tim. <laughs> Someday, man, manage my expectations. I guess. Uh, no, I, that that was a. That was a really cool course. I mean, Pack Dunes was. I felt like you got, you got all the vibe of the area that you want. And and we had this discussion. I know we'll talk about it towards the end of the pod as well about picking which courses we like. But being able to compartmentalize and separate how you played, how the weather was, yeah. versus the actual course itself is is really difficult. Because I mean, so much of it is is the vibe it gives you, right? So it's like, well, you're playing really well, and the weather's awesome. Then you're probably going to love it more than you would some other course. And so I don't know, but I, I have fond memories of pack dunes for sure. Well, I shot 80 and beat John Mark. So you can tell where it probably is going to fall in the, my rankings. Um, John Mark and I were in a death match. I could not afford to lose two matches to this guy. And, uh, we both hit it in the, sh- the one of the biggest bunkers on the golf course. <laughs> on so eight, 18 right off yeah, 18, you guys were out, 18. Yeah, coming down the could not see the green from there uh i had a decent bunker shot jm blind hit a hit a poor one and that was the the deciding factor there but go into the afternoon i believe it was at 
all tied up. It was all squared after that. You and I, we all both, we tied both up at there, six so points. I, I got Tim. You got John Mark. So it was all squared. Going into the afternoon. Now, I will say there was an accounting issue with that, right? So we didn't really know what the score was. So just because we... Originally, I planned on playing um, a four-ball match. So kind of a 2v2 uh, match play. And then decided at the last minute to do two singles. And nine, we didn't decide if that was going to... The original two points were going to be doubled to four. So there was some uh, some controversy, if you will, at lunchtime over a beautiful poke bowl, if I may add, at uh, <laughs> Pandan Trails Restaurant. But, uh, Tim, I know it's one of your favorites. Take us to Bandon Trails, last round of the trip. By far, I think, the most different overall yes. of the five, uh, excuse me, yeah, five golf full, five full golf courses. Take us, uh, take us to Bandon Trails. Yeah, so you tee off on one, and that's the... That's that when you you're teeing off and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be another pack dunes or Bannon dunes. You can see the range. ocean yeah, from you the can first see, tee. You can hear the ocean. It's all uh, you're right next to the preserve, um, so it's it's in that same kind of setting, and it quickly turns inland and turns into this wooded course where you've got your trees on both sides of the fairway the whole rest of the way. Um, with a lot of with a lot of elevation change too, which you know, because of the the sand dunes, right, um, felt a lot like a mountain course in Colorado, honestly. Yeah. Um, just because of how much up and down and, and all the trees that you well, had, like, yeah, water features is it huge trees? It's one of the few places that you also have some water features that start to play a yeah. little bit of a role. Ponds in and lakes and stuff. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that if you could describe it, it was it felt like a nature. You're on a nature walk through this um amazing piece of property crazy tall trees um can, you know canadian like uh, in, in nature but you got to hit golf shots in between the nature walk i thought that uh, we saw the most wildlife i feel like on bandon dunes uh, excuse me, deer, bandon trails. Turkey, the whole nine yards um man. yeah one and one and two probably felt pretty similar to the golf courses that we played uh, two, kind of a little downhill part three. But then once you get to number three and you get to that tee box and the valley kind of opens up and the expanse of the trees and the, the mountains in the distance, uh, you knew you were in for something quite a bit different um, at Bandon Trails. I thought that once you got to number uh, number five, like that little short, I don't know if you guys remember it, the number, little short par three had three kind of spectacle bunkers right there in the in the front. I believe I was challenged to a three-on-one closest to the whole match, which I narrowly missed winning from our, our man J.M. Beaver sticking one in there tight and two-putting. Um, biggest green on the entire property? Was there a bigger green than number five at Bandon Trails? That thing was... We didn't maybe... I don't know if you guys noticed it as much because the, the hole was cut on the front, but that green was absolutely massive. Like, yeah, unbelievable I, I big green. I still don't think I hit the green, so. <laughs> wasn't big enough if you ask me. So. No, wasn't that one of the holes that we all four were on? Um, if we Keith might have been just off the. Front. I think I think Tim and I were just on the right rough or fringe. I think so. Uh, yeah, I think we were, we were pretty close together, if I remember right. Very very cool hole. Um, and then again, it just kind of starts a a walk in the woods, really, from that point on. I I don't know if you guys have standout holes at Bandon Trails, but Tim, the thing I 
vividly remember is us kind of pulling aside and talking about out of all these amazing courses, this is probably the course that if I had to play one every single day, it might be this one. Yeah, it's um, super playable. Um, it's more protected from the wind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, definitely true. It, it's yeah. a great afternoon. Finally got to wear shorts. Yeah, finally got to wear shorts. It's a great afternoon. A little warmer, more inland. Yep, yep. Course to play at Bannon Dunes. Um, when when Pacific Dunes, Bannon Dunes, Old Max, Sheep Ranch, they're they're all going to be um, subject to the elements way more than being back in Bannon Trails and, and being kind of off the beaten path a little bit, being off the coast for sure. Let's talk about number 14. For those who have heard anything about Bannon Trails, they'll know that number 14 is the most controversial hole, probably in the whole um, the whole Bannon lineup. Steep, steep, steep downhill par four. Huge um, elevation drop. Massive elevation change from T down to fairway. Um, the caddies, as we were walking up to it, talked about, you know, hey, this is a hole that always kind of screws everybody up. It takes us forever to play. We hate it because people are ping-ponging. They had eight different ideas how to rearrange the hole. Don't feel like we had as much of an issue with number 14 as had been I explained. So talk us through number 14 again, which by most accounts is a uh, is a highlight hole, a controversial hole uh, there at Bannon Trails. Keith. Yeah, I think you had went up to take a picture of a plaque or something like that, right? So right, yep. Tommy had told you to go over there. There's yeah. a plaque that Kaiser had up there. Yeah, I'll come back to that. Yeah. And so I had just tripled the 13th, I think, right before that hole. And so I was pissed. And so you guys are lollygagging back and forth and taking pictures. And, and I was like, I'm not waiting on well, you. That's I, where you had to take the shuttle, right? The, like the trailer yeah, shuttle yeah. thing yeah. up to the 14th tee. I Some step, had to. step up there and hammer a drive. Almost drove the green. And, uh, and, you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess I was just pissed. I don't know what the deal was, but, uh, I, I smoked it on that hole. So probably, I, I thought it was a great hungry again. Probably yeah, hungry. probably so. So that was definitely the last good shot I hit of the, of the afternoon. That's definitely true. So, but, uh, I can see, you know, the, well, I guess part of it too. I mean, we want to get into this. It's like, we had a single behind us. We had to let somebody play through. Yeah. Uh, which that's, that's an issue as well. I want to talk about, but, uh, I, I found 14 to be quite agreeable with my golf swing. I got an eight. I got an eight on fourteen. So uh, I don't know what you're saying before. Like, oh, it didn't really get any of us. It got me. Well, you and I didn't hit the best tee balls. Your tee ball went left. Couldn't find it. I think I uh, dribbled one off the tee. Had to re-tee. So, but besides the tee balls, I mean, I didn't. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, Keith, you mentioned it. Just behind the fourteenth tee is a spot that Mike Kaiser, the developer of the property. Um, got his first view of the entirety of the property when the caretaker and his wife kind of were showing him around before they bought it. And a uh, really cool spot. You can see all the way to the Pacific. You can see, uh, I think, two or three of the golf courses from that vantage point. Very cool spot. Uh, unfortunately, it was not inspiring enough for me to hit a good drive, and I made a seven on that hole. But uh, controversial. Uh, you guys didn't know it because you would hit good drives and kind of chipped up for your, for your easy pars. Barely missed a birdie of the tap-in bar. So I thought it was a good hole. What about you, John Mark? Great hole. Yeah, great hole. Great hole. See, John Mark's very tied up in how he played the holes. He he has no no (laughs) objective feelings about golf architecture. Um, Shadow Creek. So, (laughs) band and trails, we finish up. I think that uh, the matches kind of both ended there on our quota game, ended pretty much on 17. 17. Uh, Nice little. The 17th kind of reminded me of a Scottsdale kind of hole. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. That Tuck green, pin. That was that may have been the most difficult green on our trip. Bunkers short, bunkers long left, uh, difficult green. 
Um, and that was in my, of, in my mind, I was on absolute fumes at that yeah, point. Yeah. Agreed. And that was one of the few holes that felt like on the, on the trails to where the wind affected you. Uh, because it, I, I think a couple, I know I, me in particular, maybe in Tim as well, or no, I think Tim stuck one close. Yep. Maybe, maybe it was John Mark. Like we hit really good shots and you watch it in the air and you think this may be the hole in one hole, right? So we, we and the wind kind of picks up and we end up actually being just short of the green and stuff. And so, uh, I was pissed at that hole because I felt like the wind screwed me on that one. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, Tim, you had a great shot. Pretty yeah, much. No, killed he's, it. He's killed the match. One. He's a five all the time on the anger. Five on the anger. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Always. <laughs> doesn't matter what's going on. <laughs> Easy going, man. Easy going, but pissed. <laughs> so, abandoned trails, a great way to end the trip. And uh, now I think we're in. Oh, hold on. How about we give a shout out to our caddies? Got to give the shout out to the caddies. It's a caddy hole, right? Oh, the cat. Well, let's talk hole. about the caddy hole. So at least those guys stuck it. But on one, one time, that I was think embarrassing it was, for all of us. One time around, on a part one, part three, every round, the caddy uh, mostly Tom would say, "Okay, this is a caddy hole." It'd be a part three, and they would each take one shot with one of our clubs. Again, they were just schlepping our clubs around. Uh, we would all put money on our respective caddies, and they proceeded to hit great golf shots uh, time and time again. But, JM, take us to, to 17 at Bandon Trails, in particular on the caddy hole. What, what's the yardage on 17, do you think? I think 130, the, yeah, the tees we played it at about 130 yards. 130, and, and how the closest of all of us was? Uh, Tim hit it about 15 Tim, feet. Tim uh, I was long left in the bunker. You guys were both short shipping and these two caddies who had been carrying golf bags for approximately nine hours. and one holes so far, right? Yep, yep. Something like that? Yep. Stepped it, up in their overalls. In their, in their caddy coveralls, In yes. their hookah <laughs> tennis shoes, right? With a, with a hookah. pitching wedge or a nine iron. With, with our never, clubs. Not with their our clubs. clubs. Yeah. That they've never swung before. And we're dialed in within. Not at all warmed up. I think they had right, one. Not warmed up at all, right? One. Double. Uh, we, I mean, I, obviously, most of our listeners are smart enough to do the math. Two caddies, four golfers. I mean, they were schlepping two bags at a time. I think one of them hit it to 10 feet. The other one hit it to about seven feet. And that was a moment you're like, crap. I'm ready for, I'm, I'm, re- I'm ready for this to be over with. Get me to the clubhouse. It's more I'm like, done. what have so. they been suffering watching us slip around this golf course and duff it? And like, oh. Shout out to Tommy Thompson and Jimmy That's Johnson right. aliases, right. of course. That's right. Yeah, and, and I guess we should just go ahead and recap the, the final score, right, J. Till? So it was 14-10. Much as I hate to do it. Team C-Suite, right? So on the last round at Banded Trails, we did a quota game, right? So Tim wins, right? So he gets six points for that. I came in a, I think, relatively close second, right? Uh-huh. So we get four points for that. John Mark Beaver comes in third, gets two, and uh, that, trying to do the math, counting on my fingers, that leaves one more spot. Zero points. <laughs> Zero points. I think I had the most quota points, but finished dead last to my quota. So uh, got to give it up to the C-suite. You guys came in, you know, underdogs for sure. No doubt about it. Continue to be that. But hold on. I'm sorry? Who? Vegas. 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 Oh, Vegas. Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Vegas. Oh. Yeah, the Mirage oh. came in oh. steep plus on the one, podcast. Plus 185. We were minus one, 130, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. So. But, you know, you pulled the upset. All credit due to you guys. Yeah, it was, it was super impressive, so... Can't can't give you enough enough plaudits. So, um, well, let's talk about 
after that round, we drove into Bandon proper, right? So went into town as underrated, as, as, the, as the locals would say. Underrated. To I see thought. the townies. Yeah, the townies. Saw the right? townies. So Saw the townies. Had a nice little uh, what Airbnb right by the sea, right? Banded by the sea. Very very snug quarters. I think is a fair way to put it, right? Very snug quarters. Uh, shout out to the uh, Bandon Marina Inn. Thought it was lovely. Um, Dinner didn't go quite the way we thought. We really thought we were going to be dining on some fresh seafood at uh, Lord Bennett's with a great view of Face Rock. Uh, instead, we had uh, pizza, which I thought was good. It was great. Best, great. best, we, we best Domino's. We did have seafood. Tim, seafood I'm pizza. sorry. No, but I forgive the, hey, forgive the error. Best Domino's pizza I've ever had, guys. It was <laughs> Tim, talk us through the seafood we had that night. Yeah, it was uh, it was on our pizza. It was um, so it was fantastic. It was like a crab, the, the crab margarita, alfredo sauce. It was yeah. it came from uh, East Coast. I mean, it was not fresh, right? Yeah, now. it was floating right there. Yeah, <laughs> out of out of a can, no doubt. It was great though. It was great pizza. It the, was the beer was really good though. The beer the beer was a sleeper fantastic. for best beer of the trip. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Uh, the local like Bandon Brewing Company, and then. Uh, a, a nice, uh, a nice little town. I think uh, I would like to, sp- had to have spent more time there personally. Yeah, write a novel. Write a novel, yeah. perhaps it's a, it's Hemingway. A Hemingway. Very Hemingway. Town. Yeah. Um, more, more Stephen King, if you ask me. But yeah. had uh, had had a nice little evening, kind of winding down there in Bannon by the Sea. And uh, shout out to those folks for showing us uh, some great hospitality. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, well, do we want to? Put a button on this, so we're up to an hour and 41 minutes at this point, JT. Okay, so, hour and 40-minute mark is the part that yeah, everybody wants to skip to, I guess. Superlatives, right? So uh, do we want to go favorite hole, most memorable moment? We'll, we'll rank the courses at the end. I think we saved that for last, but where, where do we want to start, bud? I think favorite hole is uh, is the best. You know, Five 18-hole golf courses, a 13-hole part three, 103 golf holes, what in each of your minds ranked number one for your favorite hole of the trip? I know that uh, Keith, you had a very definitive "oh, I know mine" um, type of thing when we came in, so we're gonna we're gonna defer to the host on this. Uh, yeah, for me, it is it's number three on Old Mac. So the the Ghost Tree Hole, the fact that is there's nothing like it. I mean, and I've been fortunate enough. You know, we talk about you know how how fortunate we are to be able to do this, to be able to get on here and talk about golf and to be able to go play these great golf courses, I've never seen anything like it. The fact that you have this crazy-looking tree, which is, I mean, it's a, what, secondary? or Do we get the secondary or tertiary? Secondary. Logo? Secondary. Okay. secondary. So we got into the uh, definitions of secondary and tertiary there, but it's a secondary logo, so it's very iconic. And the fact that it's right smack dab in the middle of your aiming point, and it looks like you're hitting it into uh, a pasture. Right, so up on on like a hill. There's, there's there's absolutely nothing there. You come up over the the course just opens up before you. You see how wide it is. It's kind of a cool green down in a little you know punch bowl if you will to hit down there. It's it's a relatively easy hole whenever you think about it. And so maybe that factors into it as well. But it is the most unique golf hole I've ever played. So it's easy easy choice for me. Well, I'm gonna mm-hmm. piggyback off of uh, Keith there because I couldn't agree more. That to me that's the number one my, my favorite hole. Um, par- I'm partial to Old Mac in the first place, but uh, that tree that hole. If you played Old Mac first, um, and you came up over three and for the first time saw the ocean, you know we saw it on Sheep, at Sheep Ranch, and so we. We didn't get to have that same feeling, but if you played Old Mac first and you came up over that ridge and saw everything, I mean, it would blow your mind. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. What about you, John Mark? Yeah, I wouldn't say three at Old Mac. It's a great hole. It's top five for sure. Uh, I, I really wish 
the marine layer at Pack Dunes had blown off for God. 13. Yeah. So because it did not, I'm going to have to say 16 at uh, Abandoned Dunes. That was a amazing golf hole. Um, it, it, I mean, they really just put a flag on one end of it and mowed the lawn a little bit. It, it's like it was just supposed to be there. And it was right on the cliffs. I don't know how many feet down. Fucking bunker. <laughs> Smallest pump, pot bunker of all time. Ten I think, they, ten I think they put a little plaque there at, uh, after you were gone. Well, I, maybe I liked it so much because I did blow it by that pot bunker by about 20 yards and that uh, didn't even come into play for me. But uh, no, it was a, that, that was my favorite hole. Again, just have some regrets about 13 on pack. That's uh, fair. Not being able to get to, to view the hole. Yeah, 16 is a cool hole in Bandon. That, that's fair. I could go a lot of different ways here. Uh, I'm going to throw right. a few. If, if history serves, you will go a lot of different ways and I, they never give I, us I, the actual political uh, flip-flopper here. So, yeah. you know, the oscillator, right? I, <laughs> I think that number one at Sheep Ranch is an absolute phenomenal hole when you talk about you're anticipating playing golf on the ocean, par five down to the water. It was awesome. The, there's so many awesome par threes. I mean, number 16 at Sheep Ranch, where you have that huge dune to the right of the green, and you kind of have to hit it over it to get the slope, bringing it down to the hole. That was freaking awesome. Uh, you mentioned 13 at Pack Dunes. I totally agree. If there would have been no fog, if we would have had the views, I bet it, it would have ranked number one. Um, man, there were two par fours, number six at Sheep Ranch, and number, I think it was four at Bandon, uh, excuse me, Pack Dunes. Just all world holes, you know, nothing but ocean to the right. But I would base what's my favorite hole on if I could only play one hole and had to play it over and over and over and over and over, has to be number 16 at Bandon Dunes. No doubt it's the uh, the best hole, the most fun hole, the hole I would play over and over. It's my favorite out of all 103 that we played. You could play that hole Two or three different ways. Yeah, exactly. Which is what's cool about it. So yeah. we got we got symmetry here then, right? So we got Tim and I taking number three on Old Mac. You guys taking 16 they're on Bandon. They're all so. awesome holes. Well, that's true. I, I mean, mean there's there's all, not really a bad one out no. there. I think that's a fair fair way to put it. Uh, most memorable moment. I, you most know what? Can I start? Moment. I think it was, was it 13 or 14 on Bandon Dunes? Is that when I clinched? <laughs> it was a big moment. That was, was a big after, moment. After that Jonathan talked so that, that much was... trash about how he was going to close me out quicker than Keith closed me out. It wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. Humility. I mean, think about it. How awesome of a trip is it for me that I had all these great experiences and memories and gained humility? Yeah, you taught, on it, top you taught of him all a lesson. That. He had a valuable lesson. I mean, best trip uh, of all time. Gain that sort of perspective. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Tim, what about you, bud? Most memorable moment? Yeah, we, we mentioned it and talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, just at the Parallel end of that parking. first day. <laughs> Parallel parking job. End of the first day, um, getting a drink and sitting out on the backside of that lodge and watching the sunset was pretty pretty awesome. That was pretty sweet. So mine was uh, whenever John Mark went shirtless in the parking lot and he was uh, changing <laughs> shirts. And we got Tim got a picture of it. So. Can we get this on the? I can, we can no, get that's for the premium YSO subscription. That's a, that's a VIP. Yeah, that's yeah, going right to be on the Patreon page there. That's so right. yeah, we're make that. That's behind the subscription. Uh, that's the the pay screen there. So you got to pay for that. So you look good, John Mark. So you've been working out. You look good. Peloton paying paying dividends. How about the best logo? Best logo on property. As 
Gosh. Pack dunes. The the two the fish. I think it's awesome. So. The second even though seals, even though even though there's a, a debate over what they are, you still call it the fish best seals, whatever it is. So I think it looks cool. It's got the, it's the the blue and the gold kind of that UCLA. I think it's a great that's a classic color combo. Is well. the ghost like tree that. secondary? For what's secondary? Mac it's not the primary. Okay, I'm in primary. I will count? go there. I think the best logo on property is not even one of the main yeah, logos. You're, yeah, you're disqualified agreed. if you're not the primary logo. So they don't. The, the people that themselves don't think enough of it to make it the primary logo. So it disqualifies. They made a mistake. The they should bump it. Sucks. It does. Old Max logo sucks. It's the worst. No, I think the, the cr- clubs crossed. It's it's. Yeah, it's like uh, it, did the Kaiser let his like like seven year old grandson like design that one? That one's terrible. But Sheep Ranch logo. With Dude, Sheep Ranch is trash. The, the, the Shepherd's Crook is sweet. Yeah. They should have just left it at that. Yeah, that's. I still think it's pretty sweet. Uh, the Preserve is really cool, too. I like the, the Preserve. I, the, I, the, the red Tim, flag. I'm, you, go for, you go next. So, so it's so a little too Keith, Keith State, says Pack Dunes. Your your logo oh, is secondary at Old Max. Tree. Yep, Old Max at Ghost Tree, for sure. Okay, so you're going uh, non-official answer. Very nice. JM, what's your what's your if thoughts on best logo? official I would go with Tim, but I, I, think, I think Sheep Ranch is the... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the uh, the preserve. Absolutely, the best logo on property. A little. Uh, what would you call that little flower? It's definitely a marijuana leaf. Uh, a buckeye, if you will, with a little thirteen flag. Uh, best logo on property. The only piece of merch that I brought back and didn't get paid back for to give somebody else. My wife has a lovely uh, driver head cover Same from the uh, from the preserve, which is I- ironic since there's not a drivable. Hole on the, uh, on the on the on the on the preserve. I got but. Amanda of a fleece zip that has the uh, preserve logo on it as well. Yeah, I would say that's my uh, that would be my favorite one if we if we can't go secondary with the uh, the sheet. Uh, the only, I mean the merch that I bought for myself has the secondary logo of the ghost tree from Old Mac on it. So hey, how bad did you blow your merch budget out? I. I, this has to be wrong. Sarah hasn't got the credit card. This has to be wrong. And <laughs> if it's right, it's, it's only credit to some, uh, some generosity from you guys. My records have that I spent more on merch than I did on food. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be wrong, right? Uh, I believe it. <laughs> went, a little, went a little hog wild. Far niente. It wasn't cheap, was it, Tim? So, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even counting that. That was, was a separate ticket. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's, I think it's time. Let's talk. Favorite course, quick whip around on favorite course, and then we'll do what everybody is waiting for, which is the definitive, official, person-by-person ranking of the golf courses. Give me your favorite course, Mr. John Mark Beaver. Pack Dunes. Pack Dunes. Pack Dunes, not a doubt. Even even with the marine layer, even with the fog. Yeah. Even without the views, Pack Dunes yeah. is your number one. Very yeah, so nice. It was kind of into the mystic, you know? It was into the mystic. Yeah, great, great call, great, great tune. 90s rock, I think. Uh, Tim, go ahead. Your favorite course on property. You know, five years ago, I said Old Mac was my favorite. Um, now that I've gotten to play all of the courses again, I've gotten to play Sheep Ranch for the first time, it's still Old Mac. I I, I don't know. I think that's probably, it's a, in large part, probably because it's more my style, what play what, what I like to play. Um, just having wide open fairways and the link style. It just, to me, Old Mac was number one. I will um, defer to my host to give his number one course before I say mine. Great minds continue to think alike. Tim is 100% correct here. It's Old Mac, and it's not that close. Oh, not that close, he says. Not that close. Well, we'll dive into that. I, God, struggled with it. I would say Pack Dunes. I think that pound for pound, 
the different kind of golf holes that you play at Pack Dunes, the the where it feels very natural, yet there are these unbelievable features, and um, it breaks all the rules. Back to back par threes, ten and eleven, which were super cool. Um, Pack Dunes to me is is uh, clear cut the best golf course yeah. at. Routing is one thing to talk about as well, right? I know, I mean, we didn't really get into that, and it's not a major point, but, you know, we're used to, you know, par 70, you get 35, 35, 72, you get 36, 36. You do not get that out here. It's, it's yeah, kind of weird. At least two courses. 34, were, 38. I mean, there's some there's some weird routings out there for sure. But it all works. I mean, it's it's fine. You don't notice it. But, uh, yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on if I, if our listeners go out there. I'd love to hear um, where JM and Jonathan fall on their rankings if they played Pack Dunes when we had – if you had wind. If you if you had to play in the elements and where Old Max would Fair. be more way more forgiving – um, because you got more wide openness in pack dunes, you don't have that. Um, I feel like you you guys would have different answers. We'll save that for the 2022 Band uh, and Dunes recap pod. Okay. Well, it is interesting to note though that we're the top two is the same, right? So you guys, you guys say pack dunes, we say old Max. So it seems like there's a there's some consensus there. So hey, I J- think I think that'll play into the rankings as well. JT, which was your favorite driving range? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was did, it the did, one where you lost your shoes? Or did, was I lost my shoes or I, I couldn't lose couldn't them. Hit the ball. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't need a driving range. Just roll me out to the first tee and let's <laughs> let's go. Yeah, Give me a little five-minute yoga routine and a cup of lamb stew, and I will rock your face off. Not to be confused with sheep stew, because that gets weird. <laughs> it's real weird. Dirty uh, Mike and the boys. All right, sheep I've been stew, putting so. people off for the better part of two weeks now. Definitive ranking of the golf courses one through five we're going to put the preserve in its own category and not add it into the mix that's fair yeah. uh keith facilitate the uh, much anticipated often duplicated ranking of the top five golf courses at bandon dunes golf resort well, i think to build suspense guys i think we got to go five to one right so i think that that's that's probably fair so i say we whip around so Fifth place. Five to one. Yeah, fifth place. You don't want to just – okay. I'll start. I mean, I, I have no qualms. I, I feel pretty um, pretty definitive on my ranking, so I've I've got no qualms with that. But, and again, all these courses are absolutely exquisite. The fact that we're ranking them one through five – It's just like uh, picking between beautiful yeah. women. Yes, that's one through five, and they're all in the top 25 in the world probably, right? Let's be I think honest. literally they're on the top 20 of yeah, public I mean, courses. Probably in the U.S., definitely, domestically, but uh, absolutely incredible golf courses. Number five for me, despite the fact that it is the most different, would be Bandon Trails. Yeah, I say Bandon Trails is number five for me too. Sheep Ranch. Sheep ranch. I see I, this whole like everybody doing their number five at the same time is a little disturbing. Sheep ranch number five. Tell me why number five. Because the other courses are better. I <laughs> don't understand the question. <laughs> what does better it's mean in your mind, Jonathan? I feel like I feel like sheep ranch is too much like Bandon Dunes, Pacific Dunes, and just but not as good. More and tighter, light. Not just, as good. Or yeah. just just like Bandon, smaller Bandon Dunes, light on a smaller footprint. So. Are you writing these down so we can get this? Uh, yeah. Get this on. on I've got it. I I would say number five for me, um, frankly, might be number one the next time that I go out there and play. But I got to put Bandon Dunes at number five. I think that in terms of I'm going to go out 
and and play the golf courses. What is the most enjoyable of them? Uh, I put Bandon Dunes number five, um, for whatever uh, whatever factor factor in there. Was, it was great for you to get your ass handed to you on that. Yeah, yeah. That one that one probably stings. I I I don't I personally do not think that that has anything to do with it. I think that the weather was tough. Subconsciously, and definitely didn't play well. Probably played the the worst of the five courses, uh, the five rounds, excuse me. Yet there was just something about it early on in the golf uh, course that just didn't 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 treat me the right way. So I'm I'm putting Bandon Dunes to number five. Okay, you want to go snake draft here? Or no, let's wanna... just keep the order. All here. right, so coming back to me then. Yep. All right, number four for me, Sheep Ranch. So again, not too far from Tim for all the reasons that he just said. It's too similar to the other. Coastal courses, but not as good. I think that, and again, well, how do you judge good? I mean, it's very subjective, right? So it just it doesn't fit the eye the same. Um, again, the greens were dramatically different than the rest of the golf courses. I think that that's a fair way to to probably judge it as well. They were fuzzy, right? So, and, and Jonathan, you pointed out earlier in the pod, it's like the fairways were cut like a green. And the greens were kind of cut like a fairway. It, it was it was different, right? And I, I suspect I've never been. Well, I have been, but I've never played golf over there. That there are greens like that in Scotland, right? So that are kind of have that that peach fuzz on them, for lack of a better term. And so uh, it was just it was weird. Uh, I don't I don't know. It wasn't bad. It was just very different uh, than what I'm used to. But Sheep Ranch number four for me. And golf. your dog just died. And my dog just died. And I played like shit that day too. So it was that was that was my worst round by far. That opening morning, probably probably hungover too. Yeah. The dog. The dog's one thing. I was inconsolable for about five minutes, and then I moved on. So That's good. And then you met Tommy Thompson. Uh, Sheep Ranch for me, number four. I think uh, a lot of the same things. It's an amazing golf course. I feel like they built that course to attract more folks to get up there. Um, it doesn't have the same. It doesn't feel as natural as some of the other courses do. Um, but it, again, great course. But uh, number four. Pacific Dunes. Whoa. Controversial. And here. let me say that um, part of that is based on what could I say to really ruffle Jonathan's feathers the most, but also <laughs> um, to, I, I remember playing it again five years ago and when conditions, and it played very different. I, I, gener- I enjoyed it this time, um, but I kind of still have bitter feelings towards it from last time. And, and when the wind's blowing and howling, uh, that course is, it's not, it wasn't fun. It was yeah. not. I we we caught all. lightning in a bottle to yep. play pack dunes on the morning that we did because it was absolutely perfect from yep. a weather condition standpoint. You're right. Four spot for me would be Bandon Trails. While I think it would be a course that if I, um, you know, had to play one every day, it probably would be close to the top. I think that uh, you can play a golf course like Bandon Trails in a half dozen places minimum around the contiguous United States. And so while I think it's great, number four spot for me, Bandon Trails. It's fair. Let's go number three, the midway point here, uh, Bandon Dunes for me. So I, I, it's the OG course, right? So that has some value to it as well. We alluded to it earlier. It's the most spread out, right? So it's a longer walk than the rest of them. Uh, so I keep in mind... Uh, I guess be prepared for that whenever you get there, but it has the, you know, the Pacific coast feel, you know, that, uh, that, that goes along with it. But I think the other two courses that I have yet to rank are a little bit better, have all the same good stuff in a little bit more, 
but uh, yeah, Bandit Dunes, great course. Absolutely loved it. Uh, but I would put it in the middle uh, at number three for me. I'm going Old Mac. Old Mac, number three. three. Um, for some of the things we talked about, the first seven holes are majestic, unforgettable, and then you just kind of fall asleep after after a little while. And, yeah. Fall asleep. Maybe it was because I was playing terrible. You're and, getting your ass kicked, too. So and there was, to there was a uh, warp to a, 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 a second dimension on 18 <laughs> that lost a golf ball for me. <laughs> Tim, what's in the middle for you, bud? Band of Dunes is in the middle, and it is, to me, the most um, well-rounded of all the courses and, and gives you a little bit of a sense of what all the property has to offer. If you only got to play one course, um, that would be the course that I would I would recommend that you go play. Yeah, it's the OG. Yeah. Yep. The OG. You keep saying the OG like that means something. Well, it gives me street cred to our listeners. Okay. Well, um, both of them. I am putting sheep Thanks, ranch. Thanks, I'm putting <laughs> I'm putting sheep ranch squarely in the three spot. I think that it it almost ranked higher than number three, and that is how good just the walk is. If I'm going to go out and I'm going to walk one golf course day in day out, I would want it to be a course that has the most ocean views. The easiest walk the most enjoyable walk i think that it not getting ranked even higher than number three is simply because of some of the things that you guys have said that it's a blend of the other courses it um it has some idiosyncrasies if you will but from the from the flat out what i want to go take a walk around sheep ranches to me unmatched and so that tells you what i think about the other two courses to to only rank at number three are you walking or are you playing golf uh, they're one and the same. If and if uh, walking and golf are the same thing, fair enough. Fair enough. Number two to you, my friend. Number two, uh, pack dunes for me. Pacific dunes. Number two, uh, I feel like very similar to Bandon dunes, but had cooler layouts and cooler golf holes. Uh, golf holes. Excuse me. Uh, again, the weather was weird in the sense that. There was no wind, and so it played easier for us, I think. But it was also it, it hid some of the the the, the views, right? So, uh, so I don't know that we got it in its normal state, as we've we've alluded to. But I, I think that that course has all the good stuff of Bandon with a couple of holes, a few more holes that are just really really neat. Uh, and so I would go Pacific Dunes number two for me. All right. Well, Bandon Bandon Dunes would be number two for me. Um, you know. If you're going up to Bandon to play golf, you're playing in the wind. So um, I think it's difficult to say let let wind affect your um, your ranking on some of these courses simply because it's windy there and you know it's going to be windy, and that's that's kind of the point. And so Bandon Dunes is maybe the closest to the OG of golf. That we played. That's original and, gangster is what that stands is, for, John. There, there's just something special about playing a course that kind of ties you back to the the uh, the uh, beginnings of golf. It's fair. Tim, what do you got in the number two spot? Bandon Trails. Wow. Yep. Unpack it. Unpack it. No, it, it's um, it's a very playable course. It's different than the others, um, but still still had kind of that same element of being very playable for the most part. Um, yeah. I. I don't know. It was, it was, I, I shot really well that day. Um, 
and really humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and really appreciate, you know, having something so different right next to everything else. Closed out the match. Closed out the match. Played well. Won the quota game. Uh, Ole Mac. I think that I was vacillating quite a bit. One and two. Probably at one point had these 1A and 1B. But if I have to put them in a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Ole Mac would be uh, in my two spot. I think that, yeah, you crest that third hole and you see the entirety of the property out in front of you. You have the different template holes that uh, if you're a golf architecture nerd like I am, means a lot. Whether you talk about the beer, it's on number eight, uh, the road hole on number 11, the Alps on number 16. That's just hole after hole after hole that are all over the world. I think that old Mac was very, very cool. And I was like, like JM said, how anybody could go out there and not enjoy that golf course is totally beyond me. So in a, in a very, very narrow vote on number two, give me old McDonald. Yeah. Well, it's my number one. Old Mac's number one for me uh, for a lot of the same reasons you said. And I don't know, you get into the golf architecture, you get into the subconscious of it. It's like the fact that it does have a lot of template holes. Is there something about it that just like fits your eye? Right. Whenever you've played, you've played enough mediocre golf as we all have, right? And we've been fortunate enough to play some of the best places across certainly the domestic United States, but maybe even the world as well, is that there's something about the way that those holes are built that maybe it just like jives with us, you know, whether it's your eye or the way you hit it. Uh, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. But Old Mac, number one for me, not the course I played the best on. So I think it was maybe in the middle for me out of the five. I think it was my third best score. Uh, but definitely the favorite for all those reasons. And uh, yeah, I would, if, if I, if I could only play one to go back and we maybe get into this conversation as well, but that would be the one that I would tell everybody to play. You got to play old Mac. That's, that's the winner for me. Yeah. It was a great course. Um, Pack dunes ranks number one for me. Uh, similar to what I said about Bandon. it's gosh, it's so close to original golf except we just, you know, they put a little bit of a U.S. spin on it, on, on Pack Dunes. And so I, I, I think just that that connection to kind of old world golf with our flair was just kind of something that, that, that kind of spoke to me um, in a golf course. So, And I'm with Keith. One last chance to gush on Old Mac, Timmy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Keith on Old Mac number one um, and don't really have a whole lot to add other than uh, I guess I kind of, would argue that it's the most original, most like old school golf. You say it's the most OG, most Tim? OG. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe there's some flair, some American flair, in some of those other courses, but Old Max got to be what Scotland's like, right? I yeah, I can't disagree with that, and I think that the reason to me Pacific Dunes ranks number one is that it has some of those elements of Old Mac that is just this is natural. This was found with the Tom Doak architecture of just doing things that are kind of bananas that make the course stand out. Again, I mentioned it breaks rules with back-to-back part threes. Um, I just think that when you combine everything that Bandon as the resort is about, Pack Dunes exemplifies all of it. And if I could only play, you know, one course going out there, um, I think that between the good weather we had, the fact that it's at the top of the rankings um, from folks who allegedly know more about golf than we do, and then um, playing well, I don't think I can at this point detach myself from uh, playing well and enjoyment in the golf course. Pack Dunes has to be number one. So in summary, I have Keith as Olmack, Pack Dunes, 
Abandoned Dunes, Sheep Ranch, Abandoned Trails, JMB Pack Dunes, Abandoned Dunes, Old Mac, Sheep Ranch, Abandoned Trails. So we have two that put trails at the bottom of the list. That's interesting. Tim, Old Mac, Abandoned Trails, Abandoned Dunes, Pacific Dunes, because of the PTSD from the original time <laughs> you went out there, Sheep Ranch at the bottom, and then I have Pack Dunes number one, Old Mac number two, Sheep Ranch, Best Walk in Golf number three, Bandon Trails, and Bandon Dunes, bottoming out my rankings of the golf courses. Yeah, if we were to, if we were to average those all together, I think Old Mac and Pacific Dunes would probably be up there in the one-two slot, and it seems like Sheep Ranch would probably be down there towards the bottom. I Interesting. Think if there's a consensus amongst it, I think if nothing else, these rankings, they've proven that Tim and I are the two smartest of the, the four <laughs> here. So, but Well, it might you know, prove that. I else, think the but. thing that it 100% proves and bears out is that a second trip is an absolute no-brainer for Tim a third, but we got to get back out there to see if what's what this time equals out next okay, time. Okay, to end on that, to end, end this pod, this mega pod, right, so we're going to have to break this up into two, two parts for sure because we're well over two hours at this point, is that when we go back, so the, 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 the old question is if you could go back, what would you do differently? When we go back, what will we do differently? Four days to play the – the courses that we we yep. jammed two minutes. So that's the reason some of these holes are kind of running together. So we played 36 holes two days in Can't a row. Can't process it oh. all in that short of a period of oh. time. I agree 100%. We would stay longer, not play 36 every day. I think maybe you play 36 one day or something, uh, but you stretch it out. You play 18 and you soak it in a little bit more. More time so. at the bowl. Like you, the punch bowl. Yeah, 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 the punch bowl. Play the preserve twice, right? So, yeah. Frustrated yeah. about, yeah. Right. And I would say also, not because the order that we played it in was wrong, but I think you you appreciate these courses differently based on the order that you play them in. 100%. Like, yep. there, there's been a lot of great talk about Sheep Ranch. Well, Jonathan Teal in particular, golf is, you know, very special, means a lot, very near and dear to his heart. Um, he gets to Bandon Dunes, and the first course he gets to see is Sheep Ranch. That one's going to be more special just because of the fact that it's the first course he's playing. Yeah, your first, out of your all first five. is always special, right? Exactly. It's always special. <laughs> but but if you if he had played, you know, almost any any one of those other courses first, I think he could have had similar sentiments um, because of the order. So it'd just be fun to Indelible. mix up the order. Yeah. It'd be fun Indelible. to mix up the order and see what happens. Um, I would hit driver on 16 and back my caddy down. That would be what I'm going to do the next time. Uh, 16 of Bannon Dunes, excuse me. That's fair. Yeah. Sorry, um, Tommy. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I'm 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 with John Mark. I said it earlier. It's a, you you stay longer, you stretch it out, you don't you don't try to jam pack it all in there. And which again, we, it's first time we had limited schedules, right? For a variety of reasons, we couldn't stay out there for five or six days. Uh, we had the three and a half days that we got, and so we had to get it in there. And so I don't regret it by any means the way that we we spaced it out. But uh, I think that is the one takeaway. In in a lot more time for dinner as well. So yeah, it's going <laughs> to take a minute. Good stuff. Well, guys, we appreciate you making the time. Uh, took some scheduling. We, we got it done. We got back on Sunday with the 22nd. This is Sunday the 29th. So we got it done within a week. Appreciate the time. I, I can say without a doubt, great experience. Um, I would say uh, after uh, thinking about it, probably tied for first in the best vacations I've ever taken. Appreciate you guys making the time. 
to come in and talk a lot about it. Uh, we, uh, we, we efficiently geeked out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoyed it. Uh, glad to have you guys in the studio for the first time. This yeah, was fun. Thanks. So, this yeah, is awesome. Hopefully one of uh, many, many more to come in the future. So, uh, wrap it up plugs. Let's wrap it up. We have the Ryder cup coming up fast and furious. Mark your calendar, September 24th, 3 PM to 6 PM, a happy hour extravaganza. Details coming out this week on how you can earn your spot on one of the two 12 tops that will be rooting on Team Euro and Team USA at Whistling Straits. Yep. Looking forward to that. And so Twitter, at YSO Golf, right? So, and then Instagram, again, you took you took a lot of great picks. You, you if guys, you haven't and, got and you out there. You guys all took great picks, but uh, yeah, the, the picks are awesome. Jonathan WT on Instagram, absolutely magical experience uh, photographically out at Band of Dunes. Yep, po- good po- stuff. Post the sunset that I just sent you. I just texted you. I will Gorgeous. post that right now. Gorgeous sunset. Right now. Yeah, yeah. Well done. John Mark took that picture, so be sure to tag, I will, tag I him. I will tag him. him. Well, so we got to give him credit on it as well. At uh, Pink Panther, I think that is. <laughs> Oh, as always for us at the Sports Pros <laughs> Network, you can check us out at fantasysportspros.com and on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that is pros with an E P R O S E. Well, gentlemen, I think we will wrap it up here in a big week ahead of us, man. So we're going to get out there and play some golf. And to our listeners out there, as always, get out there and enjoy the walk. Uh-oh.